know, developed a love and appreciation for who I am. That's great. Wow. So who are you? Who am I? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we are so glad you're here. And this week, we have Kevin who says he doesn't know <laughs> who he is. But I hope he's ready to give just a little bit of background. Um, we took some linguistics classes together, and he just came back from Ghana, um, the trip that I went on back in 2016. So I wanted to just hear about his experience, um, how his identity shaped his experience, not only in Ghana, but also he took a little Euro trip after. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> so, Kevin, what's up? This trip kind of started out random. Like, I remember... Um, I saw like a, a little thing, a little billboard and said, you know, trip to Ghana. And I was like, I need to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to go. Uh, first time I kind of traveled, I was in Canada with my family. Um, but I was with family, so it's like, not, not the, the same. same. It's no. definitely not the same. And that's sort of when I went crazy. I was like, mom, uh, I'm going to New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went to New York on my own. And I've been trying to like travel uh, ever since that. So when Ghana came, I was super excited about it. And How old are you? Right now, I'm mm-hmm. 23 years old. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I met up with some friends, and we kind of extended it to Europe. But uh, first of all, I wanted to see how I felt in Ghana. I wanted to, like, explore parts of myself that I never knew really that existed. So I went to Ghana, and I made, I made so many friends. Like, I met so many great people, and I definitely learned so much about myself. Like what? Um, for example, that I'm so proud of who I am and where <laughs> I come from. Yeah, um, and it's funny because you were saying earlier you weren't yeah. proud of where you come from and possibly who you were because... Yeah, no, definitely. I, you were born and raised in Puerto Rico. I was born and raised here, but we always had this vision of, you know, the States is the best, you know, everything good comes from the States. So I kind of connected more, which is sort of how I learned English. So there was a positive side to all of this, um, but I really rejected my Puerto Rican identity. And when did you come into your Puerto Rican identity? I would say once I started, um, I was midway through my BA, my bachelor's. You know, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, no, no, but like ahead. for me and a lot of people, I realized like we really come and we really be like, okay, this is why I'm when we're in college because I think we have more freedom to really express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're around so many different people that we're like, okay, wait, you know, it's kind of like a self check. No, definitely. Um, so you're in college and you're like Puerto Rico, like I. Yeah, in the beginning, for example, I disliked reggaeton, like trap music. I was so like not into it at all. I was completely disconnected. But little by little, I started to meet people and like their perspective on this. And it started to change. But I, I would say that it definitely evolved completely when I became an English teacher. Because I was in a high-risk school, like it was a very difficult experience, but mm-hmm. my students they were so proud of being Puerto Rican. In hindsight, they kind of rejected the United States, you know, and that That's what they should do. You got to decolonize the mind. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but in a way, they taught me so much about myself that I didn't know. Mm. And they taught me to appreciate this, uh, my own culture. So when I went to Ghana on this trip, I remember what you said to me earlier um about how you need to leave home in order to find yourself and i sort of tried to go with that perspective in mind and when i went there i started to miss home (laughs) i started to miss home and i remember i made some uh, so many good friends and they told me a lot about ghana you know they talked to me about ghana but then they would ask me about 
oh, how's life in Puerto Rico? Mm-hmm. And I, I changed recently changed my phone, so I didn't have a lot of my pictures. So I described it. And I remember I was describing like the beach or something, and I remember I couldn't stop smiling. And I was like, how can I project Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. my hometown, my island, to you guys? And through that, I began to feel proud about, about my identity and feel proud about being Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Puerto Rico is not an easy place to be, no. but it's my home now. Yeah. And I can appreciate it to its full extent. It's funny because it's like, you're inside it and you had like kind of this disconnection with your own home mm-hmm. and it's funny because like that's how i kind of feel in the states but not in the same way because my parents aren't from america you know while we're in our homes we're just like we don't realize and once again when you leave your home you really find yourself so as i left home because i was in north georgia i'm from like LA, like snellville not Atlanta. i just say atlanta because people don't know where the fuck snellville yeah. is <laughs> but um when i left north georgia and i went to south georgia i went to valdosta state university if it wasn't for valdosta i would have never came to puerto rico you know and so now that i'm in puerto rico living and like um there's so much blackness uh, that i'm constantly seeing and i can be like oh well this makes me think like home or this makes me think of my parents home or um, I think it's it's beautiful because now, especially because I, I dance bomba, right? Mm-hmm. So in my bomba dancing, I remember I used to try to mimic how Puerto Ricans dance. And then there was one point where I feel like I danced very, like, African in a way. And then there was some time that through some, like, hip-hop moves and, like, through bomba, I realized, like, you know, I can't put one of these places over the other. You know what I'm saying? I am a Liberian who was born in America who lives in Puerto Rico, you know? So... I'm not saying that either or, like, yes, you know, sometimes fuck America, but, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. I love America, that's the way, you know what I'm saying? I was yeah, born, yeah. you know, by force, not by choice, but yeah. whatever, it's still, you know, my home because, for example, like, today I woke up and I was kind of homesick for yeah. a place that I haven't been in a while, and I think if I go there and live there, I would be very homesick of Puerto Rico, and so, as... I guess an expat for me to survive here in Puerto Rico, um, I have to travel a lot. So, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, because when I leave, I'm like, damn, this is so dope, but it's not Puerto Rico, or like I miss it, and it's just like um, I've created another space where it's like a home to me. And so I think you now that you were able to go to Ghana, you're like mm-hmm. definitely realizing like, damn, like that is a home. Mm-hmm. And we tend to like belittle ourselves. For example, we live in such a small island. We think, you know, no one's paying attention to us. But when I went to Spain, particularly to Madrid, um, I remember my group and I were walking uh, through an alley. And then we, some people, they kind of listened to us talking and they kind of recognized Puerto Rican Spanish. And they were like, ah, you're from Puerto Rico. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, ah, puñeta, puñeta. And that made me smile so, like, so, such, it was so beautiful, it was so great. And I was like, wow, you know, we're not invisible. And I had another experience in Ghana uh, with this topic of belittering ourselves. Uh, for example, um, I was talking to this man I met, and I remember I told him, you know, I want to learn about the local languages, you know, tree and gang. Um, because overall, I'm not only a linguist, but I'm a person. I love to In Accra, the local language of life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I remember he said, 
why would you want to learn Chui? You know, it's、mm-hmm. such a small language. Like it's nothing compared to English. Like、mm-hmm. don't waste your time.、Mm-hmm. And that sort of like activated the linguist within me. I was like, what are you talking about? You、yeah. know, all languages they carry secrets. You know, they carry. Their own story, and it's、mm-hmm. important to keep them. And、yeah. throughout the whole process, he felt proud that I wanted to learn his language, and he started to teach me. You know, he started. It, I'm still not good at it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the desire and the passion.、Yeah. And so it was like a this inc- interesting mirror because he used to belittle his language, and I used to belittle my language as well. You know, my culture. So it was definitely a process where I learned so much. <laughs> Where I reflected, like every single day, I had something to reflect upon.、So. Yeah. What was the most shocking experience? My most shocking experience. Let's see.、Um, I would say it was in, in, during the markets. I would walk in the markets. There's so many people, so so many people, and that should give me anxiety too. Yeah. Not yeah. for okay. And this, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> First, tell me why you feel anxiety, and then I'll tell you why. <laughs> well.、Um, Of course, it's very obvious I'm not from there. So people kept staring at me. You know, they they kept like smiling,、uh, which was really nice. But at the same time, they kept like getting close to me, trying to sell me things, and they kept asking me where I'm from. But it wasn't like one or two people. It was like masses and masses of people, and so it was quite overwhelming and a little bit scary because at some point、uh, I would walk and I would get far from the group, and I didn't have my phone. So I was like. How am I gonna get back? <laughs> <laughs> so for me to be in Ghana, for example, it was like for me super empowering. I love that shit, but it was like hard to see like my colleagues. Some of them were really frustrated because they couldn't like you know adjust to the culture as well. And some of it was, it was just a research project. It's interesting how our backgrounds, right, and how when we travel, it really affects you know how we.、Um, Associate with the people, how we associate with ourselves, and so whenever I go, people, oh, people are like, oh, no, you from Ghana, you from、yeah. Ghana, like they're they are like, nope, you're not Liberian, you're not American, she's from Ghana, and then I went to Morocco after Ghana,、mm-hmm. and and so when I would do something, I'm like, yeah, I'm Liberian, and they're like, no, you're American. Like just because they wanted to, I guess, big up the fact that I was American. I'm like me. I'm like no. I'm celebrating, embracing this African, and that's what I felt in Ghana.、Yeah. Um, did you ever, you know, because like Puerto Ricans, you know, some of them identify as Afro Puerto Ricans. Did you ever feel connected to your Afro roots, or if you have any Afro roots? I definitely felt connected. Like for example,、um, when we went to the the castles and everything,、mm-hmm. especially the dungeons. I remember I felt so so emotional. Yeah, I and, cried like a baby. Yeah, and one of the workers, they asked me, you know, why are you crying? You know, why are you so sad? You know,、mm-hmm. you're a white man.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was called a white man so many times,、what? and I told him, you know, I'm from Puerto Rico, and he was like,、um, what does that have to do with anything? And I was like, in Puerto Rico, you know, we have the Taínos, we have the Spaniards, but we also have the Africans, and it's part of our culture.、Mm-hmm. Like,、uh, maybe a color, but you know, I have a little piece of this, you know. And I remember I told him. I can't look back, but I feel like maybe, you know, an ancestor or something. They came from here, or at least somewhere close, and it's like that's why I feel connected. You know,、mm-hmm. um, again, by rejecting my Puerto Rican identity, I sort of rejected that little piece as well.、Yeah. So I felt like it was kind of unlocked when I went to Ghana, and I try my best to associate with the people and to really immerse in the in the culture. For example.、Um, I remember asking my professor how to speak Ghanaian English, 
uh, because yeah, it was very hard to learn three or gum, but it was like English, I can, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I started practicing with the taxi drivers and they were really proud. They were like really happy that I tried to speak like them yeah. and they treated me in a different way. Mm-hmm. And they kept calling me white man. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, uh, <laughs> you're kind of from Ghana. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying my best. Yeah, did uh, you feel a difference? You know how like you connected with your African roots um, and realized this connection in Ghana when you went to Spain and what was that connection like? Well, in Spain, it was kind of like a weird thing because um, I kept thinking, you know, these people, they colonized us. But at the same time, uh, because they colonized us, they're in the city particularly, there were so many remnants from San Juan, my, you know, the capital of my uh, Puerto Rico. And I kept seeing home. So it was quite conflicting because I felt that How are you going? Sorry, I'm just pause. It's like, you're like, they, they colonized us about Spain. Well, what about America? But you were like yeah. loving America. You no, didn't realize? no, definitely. I had the same experience uh, while I was in New York. Even though New York is sort of like a little bubble of the United States. But I, I had the same feeling. So it's like that weird connection, you know, should I connect? But then I do connect. So it's like... We okay. pick and choose what we like. And that's terrible about us. Yeah. But it's like... Yeah, definitely. But it kind of taught me a lot about, you know, to accept Asian every culture. Exactly. And to appreciate each and every culture. So when I kept talking to people there and I kept hearing Castellano, I fell in love with the, you know, the accent and the fluency. And the people, how they talked about their culture, I fell in love with it as well. Yeah, it's dope. I used to hate the Spanish accent. I had, a, I had a I had a Spanish teacher in high school and she was like terrible and so I just swore to everything I loved that I would never go to Spain because I never wanted to have that silly accent. Okay. And then Netflix has been popping with the Spanish <laughs> series and they're so good and yeah. I just love it. And so when I went to Spain, I was like, I can't believe that I really thought I I went. This is like my second time in Spain yeah. at that too, and I was like, I really love it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so great yeah. out here. What was I, we were so silly, you know? We have these silly, silly like um, fascinations or our, our thoughts or ideas of what certain places are, and then it's almost like with role models too, mm-hmm. you know, like super obsessed with something, yeah. and you get there and you realize it's totally not what you thought. Um, that's what people think about America (laughs) but it's cool to come of age and realize like dude um, there's so much cultural history and there's so much importance that influences who I am and shapes my mentality Um, and so with that how do I pick the good Mm -hmm. from it and get better yeah because we tend to focus so much on the negatives of everything Uh, but this trip particularly really taught me you know to acknowledge the negative but you know appreciate the positive yeah and i not only do it for myself but for example when i was teaching i remember i had a map in my classroom and my students would point out and be like oh i want to go to italy one day and i'd be like you can definitely do that it's totally a possibility and they'd be like nah i'm not gonna go mm-hmm. you know it's not you know i've never even traveled to Vieques or culebras which is mm. our two little islands that are close by and i think it has a lot to do with uh this puerto rican mentality of I want to dream about something, I'm going to dream, I'm going to dream, but I'm never going to do it, you know. Ooh. So I connected with that, and I've met so many people just like that. So this trip was like that first step where, you know, I'm not, I'm going to stop dreaming, you know. I'm going to not think about it, I'm going to go. So I broke away from that uh, dream, and now I definitely want to study abroad, which is something I've always wanted to do. 
but I've been in college for a few years and I never even took the first step towards that. Yeah. So now is when I can really be proactive about it and I love it. I love it. That's I so like, great. Yeah. Oh my God, studying abroad is a great thing. I, like many other people in the world, like never thought of traveling, never saw this for myself and studying abroad and people who have access and privilege to be able to do that, it's amazing and it's a life-changing experience. And I went to a forum that so many people were talking about it, and that's why I did it. And you, like you said, that it registered with me because there's so much potential in Puerto Rico, and so many people are so talented, so gifted, and you know they have big dreams. But you know, sometimes that step from dreaming and doing it seems so far, mm -hmm. and it sometimes makes me so sad because I'm like, bro, there's so much. So just, just go ahead, just try this, and you know. Um, so when I come here and I have a dream or I have a desire, I just try to go for it and see if it works out, it works out, and I keep moving forward. If not, I'll just try again or another way, you know? Um, so I'm happy that you took that step. Oh, yeah. I'm happy that so you got good. to leave and you got to realize, because now, you know, there's even more potential for a future out in Spain or wherever. Yeah. Now you know it's possible to live life, you know? Yeah, it's definitely possible. And I took it upon myself, this challenge, to um, explore all each and every one of the cities on my own. So I would like detach from the group and like make Good. my escape. And I walked and I walked and I walked and I met so many random people like on coffee shops and restaurants, uh, just randomly I met people. And I think that was the greatest part about it because they asked me, they immediately asked me, oh, where you're from? And I'm like, you know, I'm from Puerto Rico. So I would feel proud about my island, about my home, but I would ask, also ask, you know, tell me about this place. Oh, tell me something I'm, I can't find on Google. Mm -hmm. And that was the most interesting fact you remember <laughs> getting. The most interesting fact. Um, that's a hard one. But I remember I was told that in one particular alley you could get um, some really nice shots. And I was like, I need to go try them. And they were really nice. Okay, <laughs> so it was worth it. Yeah, definitely okay. was worth it. And so locals always know. Yeah, at some points uh, they would tell me. I would ask them, you know, you know, can you want to walk with me? Like, show me around. Mm -hmm. And they did. I became more adventurous, and that was something I definitely was not during my younger years. Like, I would not even go out of my house. Yeah. Um, and suddenly I'm in Spain or in Paris, and I'm just randomly walking on my own. Yeah. Barely a phoneless because I only had a Google Maps offline. Exactly. So. It was definitely an enriching experience, and it was something I never thought I could do, but I did. Yeah. And it taught me that I can actually accomplish these goals. You know, these things are possible. We don't know about so many things that are possible. We're just so afraid of doing it. Yeah. Or we put so many obstacles that mm -hmm. are not even there. We put them ourselves. Yep. So, I don't know. It was a great experience. Yeah, do yeah. it. That's so good. I know you have a poem you got to share with us today. Yes, yes, I do. So it says like this. It was when I stopped searching for a home within others and lifted the fountain foundations of home within myself. I found there were no roots more intimate than those between a mind and body that have decided to be whole um, by Ruby Cower. And it really works well with this idea of what is home, um, how can I be proud of home, and how can I become a better version of myself through traveling I would say through meeting people and sharing experiences so and that's really great you know when I met you particularly um, and I kept asking like where you're from you know all the, all this stuff um, it's because I want to know more yeah. you know I want to explore more yeah and you will because now that the travel bike has bit you it's like yes, yes definitely definitely I remember uh, a few days ago I was looking for 
trips to London and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to travel. I do that all the time. Like, every few months, I'm just like, what can I? And if I find the cheap ticket, I buy. Like, I already have have a trip coming up in October. (laughs) I have a trip coming up in December. I have a trip coming up in February. And I'm planning. Yeah, it's just like. Yeah, I remember last semester, you traveled so much. Like, every week you were somewhere else. I'm like, I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It it was great. Exhausting, but great. You know, some of those trips were planned. Some of them weren't. But I thank God for allowing me to be able to move and be able to create home wherever I go. Right? Um, Because I think sometimes we, we... keep the notion of home as one place when mm-hmm. I feel like home isn't um, in one place home is our bodies right mm-hmm. wherever we can adjust and make ourselves feel loved mm-hmm. that's where it is oh yeah you're right um, and something also learned is sometimes we experience things and we think this we think it's for ourselves but not it's not necessarily for ourselves uh, like I said this experience can serve as an example for my students in the mm-hmm. future, you know, that everything is possible. But also, when I was in Paris, I was looking at the Mona Lisa, which is packed with people, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember I sent a picture of it to my mom, and she was like, oh my god, you know, that's one of my dreams. Um, thank you for, like, uh, experiencing that for me. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, you know, this trip is also for my mom, for my family, for my friends to be inspired, you know, to do more. Yeah. So... In a way, this is not necessarily my story alone. You know, it's the story of the people, of everyone that I met and everyone that's connected with me. Yes. Yeah. Kevin, how are, you on your, how are you on your way? On my way, I'm great. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> because I always have, like, two jobs. You know, I'm always, like, being proactive. And I doing saw. Stuff. I also get bored, like, really easily. Uh. So I like having jobs. I'm studying. And I have, like, one year left here. You're going to do great. Thank you. You're going to be great and you're going to keep traveling. This is like the beginning of so much greatness for you. So thank you so much. Embrace it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Where do you, can my friends connect with you on social media? On social media, I am Kevin M0312, or you can just Facebook me, Kevin Mendes. Yeah, show him love, y'all. And encourage him to travel, or maybe we can do like a group travel trip. Oh, definitely. Somewhere. Definitely. I heard the professors have like this special trip for next year, I think. I think it was like maybe Nigeria or like somewhere around Africa. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah. Um, (laughs) I have to go. Me too. I am. Well, that's it. 2020? (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah, 2020. Damn, already the year is almost over. We're old. Like. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much, everyone. This is E Says Way. Y'all be blessed. Oh, thank you so much.